Hello and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. It's Sam, your host, and I'm so excited today because we have my new friend, Alice Maisetti, and she is a gem. We met at a retreat in Maui. It was pretty magical, pretty wild. None of us really knew anyone there. And I feel like we were seated next to each other at dinner, and I'm just so excited for you to share your wisdom today. You're an embodiment coach for women. You're a yoga teacher. You're an ex-gymnast and acrobat. You guys got to check out her Instagram. It's incredible and amazing. And I feel like we have so many similarities. So, Aliche, welcome to the podcast. I'm so pumped you're here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And uh, I'm excited to, to see where we are going. And I'm excited to see you again and to share these, uh, these moments and our passions, our work together. I know we have so many similarities like we're really into the embodiment and support for women. We were both basically former athletes. We both have been in this journey of moving from masculine to feminine. And before we dive into all of those things, I would love to know from you, what is your version of living full out? What does that mean to you? I would say that it's finding a freedom uh, in the way that I truly am. So really embracing uh, my truths, embracing my imperfections, embracing uh, everything that uh, that is there for me and uh, learning how to accept it and learning how to transform with it uh, because everything transforms uh, around us, uh, which means that everything transforms within us. So it's uh, like embodying this transformation as well and finding yourself over and over again. That's freedom for me. Yes. Finding yourself over and over and over again. I feel like that is the gem in and of itself. Because I find that so many of my clients, and I'm wondering if you experience this too, so many of my clients get to this point where they're like, I think they figured it out and I'm good. And then they get smacked in the face when they realize, wait, there's the next level. Wait, there's the next thing. There's the next edge. And I love that you brought light to this, finding yourself over and over again. And I'm curious, how has that played out in your career? Maybe you can share with us a little bit of your background, how you became who you are today and that finding yourself over and over again. I would say, like, I would start by sharing about the challenges and, you know, and all the obstacles that uh, kind of like uh, force us to overcome and to grow. And from having like a gymnast background, I've always been into this competitive mode and uh, having to perform in some ways, but also having to like keep up with uh, all the challenges and the obstacles that we may face along the way. So I think that this grew um, sort of like energy of commitment, you know, of pushing myself and having to do it in order to, to overcoming or to better myself or to become a, like a better, wiser, more amplified version of, of who I am. And I've been seeing this repeating uh, in my life, you know, from different things. But I would say that, and that's why in the end I did embodiment. Like I've always uh, come to these realizations through movement or like a body work in some ways. So what was that like for you? I have my own experience as a professional dancer, but what was that for you as an acrobat, as a gymnast? What was that like growing up doing that? What was that training like? Like how did that shape who you are now? It was tough uh, particularly all the, the training that you have to do. But I've always liked also these challenges. You know, I've always liked to bring out this power and connect with that uh, inner fire to then, you know, pushing yourself and uh, and keep going with it. So, yeah, I would say that uh, it was challenging, but then it, it toughened me up in a way or it, it kind of like taught me how to like keep up with it and push myself knowing that there's always something more on the other side. So I, I guess in this way, like saying it like that, you know, like with time, like going up and growing up, probably this uh, connected eventually to my intuition or 
like how to listen to yourself and how to know that's not the end. There may be something beyond that. It could open to something even bigger. And if there's usually an obstacle, if there's usually a challenge, that probably means that we have to go there, right? Yeah, the growth, the aha moment, the gem is in the challenge. I love it. So when did you come to the U.S.? Was that part of gymnastic? What was that journey for you? Because I imagine that that takes a fuck ton of courage and trust in yourself. And so I'm curious, what when you came, what was that journey like? So by then, I already finished my, my gymnastic career. I stopped actually quite early because I was already too old, you know, to go into the Olympics and, and all of that. So I paused that. And that's also when I found yoga. But I came to the States because of love, because I fell in love. And uh, I was actually coming from uh, three years of nomad- nomadic traveling, uh, teaching my treats and, uh, and you know, like moving around uh, all different countries. And uh, I was really in a good space with myself. And I felt that I got it all. <laughs> As we were saying before, I was like, okay, like now I feel like super empowered, super badass embodied. I have my treats. I have my people. I love it. Until I found love and everything started to like, fall apart and like crumbled because, you know, like a, a new reality came upon again, like a bigger, a bigger challenge that I didn't want to take. I, I didn't feel that I wasn't ready, but then listening to that intuition, I knew really that there was something there bigger for me. So um, I think that the universe in some ways like uh, forced me to come here or to, to take this challenge. And so I moved for love and uh, now it's uh, a year and a half that I've been living in the States. And, you know, after three years of nomadic traveling, it's been really, really, really challenging for me to ground and particularly doing that for a man. Like for me, it's been a big thing, you know, uh, considering all the traumas and I go, all the childhood, the related things. But wow, there's been such a big, big opening. Not that uh, that far out, you know, like it's, it's quite recent what happened, but uh, I've discovered this whole new part of myself that gave me more empowerment, that gave me more embodiment, that gave me more freedom in the grounding, in the softening, in the receptivity. So this is why like, I came here and I find myself here now. So let's talk about the grounding and the softening, because I think so many women, they want their next level, whether it's in love or in business or self-trust or health. And so there's this energy of wanting to go after it, to get it done, to do. But then what I have found and what I'm hearing from you too is that really the next level has to do with softening and surrendering and trusting. And so I'm curious, what advice would you give to someone who wants to go to their next level but is fighting the resistance or fighting the surrender, fighting the grounding and softening? Yeah, I will, I would also like to generalize it for like women in general and to look uh, a little bit at, at history and how like women have always oppressed in some ways or really like we've never had like the same, uh, we've never been put in the same level as men like, back in the Indian history. And then like most recently there's a revolution almost of women like uh, wanting to come out and wanting to be like uh, at the same level, which I believe it to be amazing because it gave us the opportunity to, t- to come out. But then... Uh, at times, uh, it may feel an extreme, you know, because then we are too much in the doing, we are too much in that masculine, that like push, 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 do. While instead, uh, while we forget about this, that softening part. So I like to look at it from a general point of view as well and reminding you as women that softening and learning how to be receptive and learning how to like 
dive deeper and deeper into your emotions and in your vulnerability is essential for growth, particularly for a woman and for men as well. It's the same exact thing because with my with my husband, we teach a men's retreat and in the end, it's the same thing for, for men as well. Really like learning how to soften and to be in the being. So being in the present, being in this, like bathing in the present moment and not always like having to do or forcing yourself to perform because in the end it is a performance and maybe you felt the same as well because we come from this uh, performing sort of uh, like practices or sports that uh, you know we've been trained to think that performing is actually the way to uh, achieve things but I feel that it's 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 changing now it's transforming it's more like in the being rather than the doing yeah I definitely resonate with that and I it's interesting because as I've stepped into my my coaching career and speaking career, I used to have these visions of me speaking on stage and, and there was, were guided um, visualizations from other coaches and mentors that were supporting me. And I would I would always see the certain vision of me on stage and I saw myself in this power suit and my bright lipstick and my hair done a certain way. And while there were nuanced changes in it, it was always pretty, pretty similar. But as I started really leaning more into the energetic and spirituality part of my feminine embodiment that has shifted in such a different way because there was still some piece of that vision that felt performative and I was like putting on a face to be Samantha Joe Harvey but in this newest iteration of myself this visualization that I have is actually like a quirkier softer more intuitive more spirit-led version of me that I don't think that the world has seen yet. And so I had to go through a lot of work to release the fear of being seen, even though I've danced on front of, you know, in front of thousands and thousands of people on national television, this being seen for my true self, being seen for my intuitive self, being seen for me stripped down without the performance. I I really resonate with that. Yeah. And it's such a, like a much more vulnerable space and like a, scary place as well to be at but then it's so powerful and it's so attracting as well it's magnetizing when you are when we are embracing this uh this side of us and i mean again like as we were saying before it's finding ourselves over and over again so it's it keeps evolving it keeps changing but uh yeah this like i don't know like i'm, I'm starting to feel now like this connection with the masculine and the feminine you know we've been uh, performed and like do so much and we have this uh, strong like a uh, mood of like action and wanting to do things and now is uh, is meeting the, the opposite side of the receptive the softening the feminine side and so we are now learning or at least we have like both visions uh, we have more light and we can create uh, this beautiful dance between uh, these energies so we can know how to navigate life really and uh, and understand ourselves uh, and, and and people and the world better yeah Totally. Now I'm curious because I'm not a huge yogi. Like I, I, I wish that I was, I find it actually very challenging. I prefer to get my movement in different ways, but my experience, and I, I want you to definitely share, but my experience is that yoga has felt masculine in that it's so structured that there wasn't as much flow for me personally. And so I'm curious as you navigated the masculine and the feminine, has it changed the way that you teach yoga? And that the way that you do your own practice? Yes, I would say so. At the beginning, it was more structured. 
So, you know, like focusing on or, or like following a specific flows. And we know that in some yogi, yogic styles, like Ashtanga, for example, like the sequence is always the same, Bikram, right? We know, like uh, we kind of like uh, repeat. And I mean, of course, there's beauty in there and there's growth in that because you can see the progress and you can get better and better. But it feels limited in some ways. Uh, like it feels that uh, you are in this square. So maybe with vinyasa or with other, with other practices that I, I started to implement in my own life and then sharing with other people, more like a somatics. So like a finding, a, finding like more space in this, uh, in this square and like changing the shape and then giving people the opportunity to feel themselves into an asana or in a flow or, you know, I am not a, like someone that uh, cares that much about like specific perfect alignment. Like I really like to share it with my students as a way to like feel it, like really feel it, don't, don't follow it. Don't follow what I say, but like feel what's uh, what's in there for you, you know, because maybe in a tricolasana, in a triangle pose, there may be something there for you to express and to embody on a on a different level, on a deeper level, rather than just going from asana to asana and, uh, you know, like softening and, and allow yourself to do that little change if necessary. I love that that just hit something in me that what i'm hearing is you're giving women permission to have their own experience versus us having to follow a rigid what this is what the teacher says no actually yes i'm guiding you but i want you to have your own experience i think that is so powerful i experienced that even in as my coaching business has has grown too like you know the way that i did calls i always wanted everyone to be you know focused on the camera on you know present doing it However, as I've learned, as I've, you know, deepened my skills, I'm like, if you're exhausted today, please take this call from the bed. If you are tired and you need to be in your sweats and no bra, like, great, be in your sweats. If you're showing up full face and makeup because that's what makes you feel good, do that. And so, again, this, like, theme that I'm hearing is just permission to be where you are and to explore. Yeah. Like, we need that. We need to remember how to play. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And just being present, like being present with whatever it's there for us rather than again, than, than having to perform, particularly women, women in it for us works even more or like just thinking of like all the changes that a woman's body goes through. Like, I mean, we, we deserve that and we have to allow it. We have to allow ourselves to rest and to be okay with not being okay sometimes or you know, to do things in a different way like, rather than following the flow or like following what a trend is, uh, is saying, you know, because that will be performing again. And then I will also always like keep that uh, uh, balance uh, in mind, because then again, if we go too much in that the being, then we forget about the doing and there's not really structure, there's not really grounding. So always keeping that in mind uh, and allowing yourself to go a bit, a bit out of the skin sometimes. Why not? Yeah, so good. What what are some of your grounding practices? What keeps you grounded in life, but has you feeling good? Because I know that you shared a little bit with me. And I'm amazed at your dedication and devotion to your practices, but I would love for you to share for the listener. Yeah, so, well, yoga, of course, is my my number one. And again, the practice varies depending on what I feel. So sometimes it's stronger. Sometimes it's softening. It's more, yeah, yeah more softening. Breathwork is another big thing for me. Cold plunge, I do it every morning. As soon as I wake up, I jump in my cold plunge and I, I, I crave that now. And it really puts me like in a calming mode. And it wakes me up, of course, because I do it like right after, right after sleeping. 
and uh, any any sort of like thing that brings me back in the body uh like i always 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 uh, try to do it uh, at least once uh, every day but like uh, every day maybe when i'm on my period i i don't and allow myself not to but i try to keep it every day because i know that it that it grounds me particularly now that we you know with the digital uh, work and like all of these things we're constantly on the on the laptop on the computer like working so i feel it's like there's a point usually like in the afternoon where i'm just like okay, I have to close now. Like I really have, like I'm craving a movement. I'm craving a grounding. And so I go and explore like whatever I need. But yeah, I would say yoga, uh, breath work, cold plunge and acrobatics. And so for the woman who was like, Alicia, that sounds great for you. But what about me? I have kids that I've, I work these jobs that I, I can do all that. What would you say to that woman who was like, I want to have some of those practices, but I don't have a lot of time and I'm really busy. What do I do? I would uh, like push her a little bit to say, I think that uh, it's good if you do find your time and to think about yourself first. And I understand that I'm, I mean, I'm not a mother yet, uh, but I, I have clients that are moms. And uh, if we can't give to ourselves first, how can we give it to others, like even our children? So it's it's important. It's essential to get that uh, form of support for ourselves to to blossom or to ground or you know to do to do us to be us so it can be 10 minutes it doesn't have to be necessarily one hour so you can work out the time that works best and but I would say reconsider that is it really true that you don't have your time or you're making excuses about that you know and and yeah just a way to be true to yourself. Then there are there are gonna be days where maybe you don't have time, and that's okay. But uh, maybe maybe you know you can squeeze into something. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I, it brings up the phrase of you know what are you more committed to? Are you more committed to the story that you don't have time? Or are you really committed to yourself and and how you want to feel? And that can be tough. That can be like a tough splash of water in your face that people don't want to hear. And also, I think it's our responsibility as coaches and as guides and leaders to really hold the line of like compassion and love and also truth yeah i love that you brought that forth it's so important like people like 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 us and like the work that we do to remind these two people because really what we are doing is just uh, reminding people to think about themselves and to come back in themselves and having this support is so important like i mean for us, is like I couldn't live my life anymore without the support that I had, without my healers. Like I am recognizing the power in this and how much it helps me to grow and to evolve and to get a, like a bigger and better. So, but we have to like take action. And because if we don't take action and we stay there, again, it's that extreme of just being like it can be passive. Like if we are too much into the feminine, then you can come into this like passive thing of like you know not being in control of yourself and just accepting the things as they are so again reminding that balance and bring a little bit of that action to then see what's on the other side yeah yeah a thousand percent a thousand percent so I want to shift the conversation a little bit because you present very confidently like when you are in a room of people that you don't know you show up very confident like there's this grounding presence about you that you're like I know who I am I'm not going to try to be somebody else and I'm really curious if that's something that you've had to work on or if you've always had this confidence 
So this makes me think of my family. <laughs> so I feel that I had a family that uh, always supported me and always loved me and always uh, accepted me uh, for doing, uh, you know, whatever craziness I wanted to do. Whether it, whether it was like, you know, leaving and going to live in another place or skydiving or free diving, like whatever shit that I was uh, ending up doing. Uh, um, you know, there were, of course, some concerns like from, you know, my patterns. But then they gave me like this the freedom to just be myself. And this, I think that with time and grew into into confidence and into like a, like understanding myself and to also seeing and realizing and accepting that uh, like we are all different, uh, like same thing, but different, right? We're all human beings. We're all, we all have a body, we all have a soul and everything. But then we are different from each other. And if there was not this difference between one another, the world would be boring. Like we would just be all the same. So I think that, uh, yeah, just that this allowed me to like to, to be confident or to, to just accept myself. And of course I have days where I'm feeling down. Like now I'm about to again, get my period and I feel like a little low energy. Like I don't really want to do much, you know, but, but I accept it. It's okay. Um, and then when I come back to my truth or I use my grounding practices to come back at, then I find myself again. And when I find myself again, it's like a switch. I'm like, well, yes, like I'm, I love myself. It's, it's good, you know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> and so what, would, what advice or coaching would you give someone who was like, I am searching for confidence. I want to feel more confident in my body. I want to feel more confident in my business. I want to feel more confident in my health. How do I get there? So I would say push yourself and try to do things that uh, you feel a little bit afraid or uncomfortable with because again usually that's like a that's like a signal that there's an opening for you when you are worried or uncomfortable there's like fears around something and try try to go out there you know like and see what happens and even if it's a negative experience at least you will know that you don't like that but just by trying out things that you will be able to understand more about yourself if you go in exploration mode that you will learn more about yourself and if you can't do it alone, then get the support. There's so many amazing healers, so many amazing practitioners that uh, uh, have been doing that for many years and they keep exploring themselves and they are on that wave that can bring you on that wave as well. And then there's, and then you can surf together. <laughs> I love it. So you brought up healers a couple of times and I, I'm wondering if we can dive a little bit more into that. So what is the role of the healer for you and, and what have you been able to work through with the support of, of other healers? Like, are you talking about Reiki? Are you talking about energy healing, sound healing? What does that look like for in your personal life? A healer can be anything. Like, it can be a stranger as well that you find on the street. As long as you are receptive and you have this openness to see whether, like, you know, this is like a good something for you or not. I think that can be a form of a, a form of healing. Then, uh, of course, for me, like, what I'm really connected with his body work and like, uh, you know, everything that is related to movement. For me, that's a big uh, teacher. So healers that are into like uh, embodiment uh, and uh, like working with the body for sure. I mean, I, I would say that I have like different people from different things that I need. So I like a variety, you know, there's a, a woman that I've been seeing now for like, since I came here, she's from a school called the clear vision. And we do like a, it's called inner space technique meditations. And we do this like a deep meditation where I'm in Shavasana. But there's a com a conversation, like there's a communi communication going on. So we create the space, uh, which is a very vulnerable space, right? Because we're in Shavasana, just like a taking. And then 
but you are guiding. So, you know, like it's not the healer that is telling you like where, where to go, but together you are creating the container to then explore what's in the space. So I really like this technique because it's free and I don't feel that I have to, again, follow like, you know, a, a, a thought, a train of thought or a sequence. So this gives me uh, comfort in that. So yeah, this, I mean, meditations, I'd say, and the communication. So yeah, I think that for me, these have been like the most, uh, the most important things. But again, we're all different. So, you know, just, just be open and uh, don't, don't expect that the, like everything can come from one healer, from one person, like be open to receive from, from people to people. And then maybe rather than looking at the practice only or the, like the teaching method, feel the person and feel if there's a, if there's a good energy that you feel inspired by, or, you know, that you want to learn from. Yes. I also, one of my current teachers, I was sharing with her how I love different modalities as well. And I love being able to get knowledge about myself from different people that have this different training and different things. And one of my current teachers, I was sharing that, like I was no longer in alignment with this certain modality or thing. And she said, was it the modality or is it the practitioner? And there's an interesting thing that happens as you start to grow energetically and as you raise your own personal vibration that this outgrowing, um, I have experienced a lot of outgrowing in my life and I'm curious if you have too, but outgrowing some of the teachers that I had where my vibration was actually rising up. And so the level of support was very different. So I'm always in this search for like, who is my next teacher? Who is the next person that's going to support me in, in clearing and growing and expanding and helping me tap into more of myself? And what I, I love that you're sharing this and that we're talking about this because I think that Sometimes our clients, our students, people on Instagram think that we've figured it out and that like we've made it. And I'm like, no, I'm the first person to be like, I have a business coach. I have an intuitive coach. I have this type of support. And I think that's so important that we're, we share openly that we're never quote unquote there either, that we're always growing and learning. And quite honestly, my devotion to myself and my body has grown tremendously the more I dive into this work. So the more that I'm teaching and coaching and guiding and activating, the deeper I have to go in order for me to be able to give. Yes, sir. I totally agree. I mean, and the more we grow up, the more responsibilities as well we have. And so the more support we need. And the more support we have, the more we are able to to give more to ourselves, to learn more of ourselves and to also give to others. So totally, yes, things change, life goes on, we evolve and... Uh, and so it's uh, it's a necessity as well for growth to have changes uh, happening all the time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I remember seeing you posting something and I don't, I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to butcher the name, but it was like a wild woman group or wild woman retreat or something. And I am like the queen of like sacred rage and expression and shaking and like encouraging women to be bold and wild and unapologetic. And so... I'm super curious about what that was, what that is, and, and what you teach in there. Yes. So first of all, like I came up with uh, like this wild thing because uh, wild doesn't have to be necessary. Like a YOLO kind of girl, like I go and travel, I do whatever the fuck I want. Like a, you know, like not the grounding. But the wild woman is a wise woman, really, that knows who she is, that is grounded and chooses to take choices from this place of grounding. So that's wild because wild brings you back to your natural state, to your primal state, to your 
rawness. So this is the concept of wild. So again, it's a, it's giving like this whole like wild woman immersion is a container for women to have like different tools and different people that they can interact and, and and confront themselves with that will help them to come back in their natural state, in their rawness, in their primal, primal force. And uh, it's, it's all done through different like yogic and somatic practices, um, breathwork, meditation, and so on. But then at the biggest like depth really comes from all the communication and the interaction and the confrontation with one, with one another. And like learning how to be present with ourselves and with the and with the, each other, really, and being in this being again. I am living over here. Okay, so if you're not watching the recording, like I am just like yes, and I'm like thumbs upping, and I'm like yes, 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 yes to bringing women back to their primal nature, the version of us that is not Instagram photoshops, that is not told what to be by society, that's not molded by our upbringing but by our true authentic nature i am obsessed yes and i love this wild from a grounded wise space like i could hear you say that eight thousand times and just feel a different activation as you say it so i'm curious are there any tools that you could give the listener right now to get in touch with their primal wild and wise woman is there anything that, that you can share um, that a listener could literally like pause the podcast and go do right now? Um, I I would say like uh, like any form of movement is always good because it always brings you back into your body. So yeah, I mean for me that's that's always number one. It's anything that it's relating to to the body, and you can just play with it. You know, maybe one day go and try salsa dance. One day go and do like a a workout one day going like a circle and do like breath work together you know but like a juice do things that bring you back into your body because that's the only that's like the most important tool really like it's the most uh, it's the biggest tool that we have available and everything that comes through the body even if we want to get to a higher state of consciousness we do that through the body the meditations we do them through the body so learning how to be present means learning how to ground in your space and explore that uh, like that uh, that grounding explore that will wild wilderness that you have within and i would actually also like to talk about this like and just to just to share how like this being in the present like it what i feel sometimes in uh, in in people and again this is like the extreme uh, that we get to sometimes it's like how we see like the like how a woman sometimes gets uh, you know, maybe too much into this uh, softening, too much into this feminine. You're very like uh, up in the space. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing. Like you want that that devotion and that connection with the divine, but we are not just divine beings. We are also a body. We are raw. We are dirty. We have shit going on, and so it's good that we look at that as well because then grounds you, and so you can connect these two things together. Like, I believe that us as human beings and souls, we really are a medium between the whole universe, everything that it's like up here in this astral world, and then everything that is down in the, in the ground, in the earth. Like, this is our home, it's our land. So we are a beautiful medium, and we need to connect with both of these forces to find ourselves right in between and to understand how important also we are for the whole, like, life. To, to, to work. Alice, I fucking love you. Yes. 
<laughs> yes. I'm literally like losing my mind over here. And here's the other thing that I, I think people don't realize when they're stepping into their their divine feminine, they want to open up the feminine, is that they think that the feminine is just this airy fairy, but they forget that the feminine is also full of rage. The feminine is messy. The feminine is expressed. She's not just this soft, floating, demure, you know, Virgin Mary. Like, that could be a facet, but women are multifaceted. If you look at Mother Nature, Mother Nature rages, and then she has these beautiful sunny days where the where the birds are chirping but she experiences all of these things and if we shut ourselves down to only experience or be or look like one facet then we're not actually tapping into our full power right it's exactly like the wholeness the fullness i totally agree with that so and and sometimes you know when we see things on on, on social media like of course we always see like one fraction of that so we can't really like a judge because we don't know what we see but sometimes uh, I, I, I mean, I have to be honest. Sometimes I get frustrated to see these, uh, and so I have to like keep constant and like, okay, it's okay, and like, you know, I don't have to like go too much into that. But all these like uh, kind of kind of like energy that is too like uh, high up, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Like it's I don't believe. Where is the bending? Where is the like their their run on? You know. And I mean, maybe some people had it more than others and that's okay. But again, try to work on that balance. Try to, to find in yourself in all these like a broader spectrum of life. Yeah. I mean, and if we, two things come up as you said that. I'm thinking about a woman giving birth. Now, I, again, I don't have kids yet, but I've seen videos of my friends literally having their babies. There is nothing soft and gentle about that. They are in their primal power and like, that is the gift that only women can give, but it is, it is gritty. It is raw. It is prime. I literally have chills as I'm saying this. So that comes up for me as, as I share you say that. And then the other thing is I am totally with you. I, I'm definitely judging. I say it's discernment. <laughs> when I see some of these things online, I remember doing a reel and I triggered a lot of people because I was like talking something about how people think the feminine is just wearing hand dresses and wearing your crystals and and like you know not doing anything on your moon cycle and only communing with nature and like yeah that's one facet of it but then I like dropped in there's me pole dancing there's me like raging with a pillow and screaming and crying like and and I know people got really uncomfortable like I had people tell me afterwards after they like did their own work like ooh, that really triggered me because I felt like I had to be that too and um yeah, I just really, I feel that. And I think that's why you and I are so aligned because we, we can see the full holistic perspective. Totally. Yes. Totally agree. And the birth is the perfect example of, uh, of, of that. So like women, like pregnant, uh, we, I mean, pregnant moms that are, that maybe are going to watch these or they're watching these right now. Like I'm sure that they, they can resonate with that. It's, dirty it's like uh, it's rough it's uh, and it's fucking beautiful that's that's the thing it's not just like flowers and roses life is not just like ah, like uh, love and light and let's be all happy and uh, goddess uh, stuff you know like yeah we're also humans and you know? yeah I used to feel really limited like I felt like in order to be a leader in this space that I had to look a certain way like I love my bright ass nails and my bright lipstick. And I lived in New York for many years. Like I love black. I love my chunky heels. I love 
that piece of me. But then I also love the piece of me that is in ceremony in my tan dresses and wearing my crystals. Like, But I felt like because what I saw in the space wasn't me, I didn't feel like I could actually be a leader until I realized like, no, I'm embodying my full self. And that actually is the thing that allows me to be a leader in the space is because I'm embodying all, all parts of me. So I just love that you pick yeah. your and also, I mean, let's let's also remind you to everyone in case like someone feels like judged or touched that we are all like a, in like in progress. We're working progress. We're evolving. So as long as we are open and we have an open mind and an open heart and an open body as well to receive, then you know, like things will will evolve and and change. Like we we are always in the, in phases. Like life is about phases as well. So you know, maybe we. And, and we, if we say this now, it's because there was a moment in our life where we felt that there was like this uh, imbalance, you know? So we are now trying to find more balance and then keep dancing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the trigger, it's just like what you said before, like to wrap this up and bring us back to the loop, the trigger, the uncomfortable, the sticky is the opportunity for the growth. It's the opportunity for the healing. And it's always like, it's always our emotions, like so connected like when we become more intimate with our emotions and we accept them we can learn how to transform fears into strength pain into joy you know whatever um death to immortality so um, it's a matter of perspections as well and like you know like a reframing a re uh a recreating the whole pattern mm, yeah so good so good alice where can people find you? Where if they want to take a yoga class, if they want to connect with your programs, where's the best place for them to connect? So Instagram is my biggest way. So at Alicia Maizetti. And then on there, there's the link where there's uh, my wild woman, uh, my one-on-one and the yoga classes and uh, and everything that I do. Beautiful. And we'll make sure we link it in the show notes. And I'm just curious, is there anything that we haven't touched on or anything that you haven't shared today that if you could leave the listener with with a message, with a piece of insight, with some inspiration? Is there anything that you would, wouldn't want to share? I would like to close by reminding people that uh, life is good. Like everything is okay. You know, like shit happens. Uh, we, we get super frustrated. We get deeper into that hole. But then, you know what? Like uh, look at the bigger picture and just uh, we are fucking blessed to, to live this crazy life. We don't even know what it, what it all means. We're all going to die, but whatever. Like, let's make the most out of it and, and learn. So always have this sparkle of, uh, of openness and, uh, and positivity. I think it's good to, to keep within yourself because then you can have, uh, you know, you can see with more clarity, you can see with more life and you can accept obstacles and to, yeah, whatever it's in our way with a bit more ease and, uh, and love. Mm. Beautiful. Alice, this has been so fun. Thank you for being here. Hey. And you're welcome. And my friends, if you love this podcast episode, if you could take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, send it to a friend, tag Alice and myself on Instagram. We love knowing your takeaways, what you're going to do, what you're going to implement, how you're going to take this information and create change in your life. Thanks for being here. So good to see you and share with you. I love. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. 
If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day and I'll see you next time.